Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy happy hour. Oh yeah. We are. You know what? We we are. I'm gonna. I could swear a blue streak on this happy hour intro. But in the regular show, it was just Democratic Blue. Yes. Jamie Harrison, That's right. Jan Schakowsky, yeah. the rockin' congresswoman from the great state of Illinois. Yep. Uh, we are just, I, I, listen, for Marjorie Taylor Greene just being a disgrace to humanity and, I a don't know, carb, a fucking disgrace. And a, to, to carbon-based life forms, really. Is really? she one? Who knows, even. Yeah. It was just, it was a week, right? It was. It was a week where we have a, uh, just a lot of uh, Republican fuckery. I mean, we do every week, but I can only say fuckery. On the happy hour intro. Well, that's why people tune in. Yes. And every now and again, someone uh, drops an F-bomb on the show. Someone called and said they fucking love me this week. Well, they do. I fucking love you back, man. And I hope you fucking love this happy hour. Good morning, DNC Chair Jamie Harrison. Good morning, sir. Good morning, <laughs> Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, you know, it just seems like we've seen this movie before. They do this every single time. They pass the debt limit three times under Trump, Mm -hmm. no problem. And then every time there's a Democrat in the White House, we have this hostage crisis, don't we? That's exactly right. And and what makes it worse is that we have the weakest speaker, I think, in my lifetime. I mean, Kevin McCarthy is a puppet, uh, and and he's using the U.S. economy as a bargaining chip. Uh, You know, this guy is led by the nose by the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, the Lauren Boberts of the world. And, you know, add together, uh, you know, three of them, the three of them couldn't get out of a paper bag. And so now these folks are the ones who are trying to to hold up the good faith and credit of the United States. And we cannot allow that to happen. Yeah. Um, well, you tweeted about a bunch of things you won't hear in the mainstream media. Biden's massive manufacturing push is working and the U.S. companies have already committed 200 billion to new projects. Uh, you said he will sign an executive order to expand and guarantee access to affordable child care for families. I mean, meanwhile, the Republicans just, they're all about stunts. You know, Jim Jordan goes to New York to pretend that they care about crime in New York when the crime is three times as high in his Ohio district. I I mean, they don't, they aren't doing any actual legislating for the American people. Nothing, Stephanie. I mean, you you know, many times uh, Republicans love to talk about government waste. You know, the biggest government waste we got right now is the paychecks that the American people are paying all the Republicans in the Republican conference because they don't do a damn thing. I mean, these folks go and they stunt and they do all of this, uh, a a lot of hot air, but they haven't passed any meaningful legislation since they took control of the House back in January. And it's sad. And right now they're talking about cutting things like food stamps uh, instead of really focusing on the issues that the American people need us to focus on. Well, yeah, you said House Republicans still don't have a plan. It's time they stop holding our economy hostage, raise the debt limit, as they did three times in the last administration, as you know the president just said. You said McCarthy addressing Wall Street serves as yet another reminder of who Republicans are fighting for. It's not working families. I mean, you know, I don't know how many more times we can, you know, we can legislate actual things. I mean, do you have the same frustration that I do sometimes with the mainstream media that I feel like they don't cover a lot of the president's historic accomplishments because they're too busy looking to that degree. The GOP stunts are working that they covered their stunts rather than what's actually getting done for the American people. It is very frustrating. Uh, You know, this president has accomplished more probably than any other president of my lifetime. When you think about it in two years, what he has been able to get done and accomplish 
uh, even with a very, very slim majority in, in, uh, in the House and the Senate. Uh, and we can do so much more, but we have this anchor on our legs. It's the House of Representatives. It's a do-nothing Congress. Um, they don't do anything other than stunts, uh, other than going up in front of a camera. I mean, think about this. When we had all of the, the shootings that took place, Kevin McCarthy said, oh, I can talk to you about Easter. I can talk to you about everything else, but I don't want to talk to you about gun reform. I mean, he doesn't have a spine. He is weak. A speaker in name only. And so, uh, but uh, Stephanie, as I've said from day one, when they took control, this is like a short-term house rental. Think of it as a bad Airbnb. <laughs> we are going to take the house back. We're going to have to change the carpet and paint the walls a little bit to get yeah. the stench out. But we are going to take the house back in 2024. Yeah, I hear, I hear you. And I, I certainly hope so. Because as you talk about, you know, on Twitter and elsewhere, I, they have just gotten so extreme I mean, you're talking just about, you know, the uh, extreme abortion uh, ban in, in Florida. But you said, you know, this ban will be one of the strictest in the country. It's the latest salvo of abortion extremism as 2024 Republican hopefuls work to out MAGA each other and remind America and re that Republican control would bring us closer to a nationwide abortion ban. I mean, I hate to say it. I suppose politically we should be happy that they don't seem to realize that they keep losing elections, but they keep going farther and farther to the right on this. Right. They, they do keep going farther, right? And, you know, DeSantis is uh, uh, one of the leaders of the extreme team over on the uh, with these MAGA Republicans. And this is the interesting thing, uh, Stephanie. He doesn't really want to talk about it when he gets uh, gets out of the state. Uh, even though he, he signed the six-week abortion ban, even though he signed this extreme legislation as it relates to guns uh, and access to guns, allowing criminals even in Florida to have access to guns, he does not want to talk about any of those things once he leaves the state of Florida. And it, it and it's an indication that he understands that there are bombs, that there are stinkers, that uh, that extremism does not sell in the rest of the country. I, hell, I don't think it sells in Florida. Yeah, I have to get your take on the Dominion Fox uh, settlement for uh, nearly nearly a billion. But uh, I, is it enough? What What are your thoughts on it? You know, I really wanted to see, and I think most of the American people wanted to see uh, some of these Fox personalities on on. Uh, 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 taking uh, uh, an oath to, to, to tell the truth um, and, and just pulling the curtain back a little bit to show that it's all an act, that they don't believe half of the things that they say on television and they just do it because they think it's, it's entertaining uh, to, to get more viewers, uh, but they don't really believe it. Um, but, you know, it's really, Stephanie, it's dangerous. Uh, the rhetoric, the lies is really, really dangerous, and it foments what you saw on January 6th. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, Chairman, we've been talking about, I think, foments some of these gun tragedies that have happened, you know, just in the last few days of a, you know— 16-year-old kid ringing the wrong doorbell or somebody turning around the wrong driveway. I think Fox just foments fear and racism on a daily basis. Uh, it, it wants to keep Americans afraid. And I, I, I think it's, I, I just have said it before, I just think they're poison. They are poison to, to, the, to this country. It is poisonous. I mean, you know, I often say the superpower of the Republican Party, and, and I think of Fox News in, as an extension of the Republican Party, uh, is fear. It's fear and division. Yeah. And uh, and that is what they, they push out on a daily basis. 
Uh, and it, it's just, it's like a cancer to, to American democracy and it's a cancer to our society as a whole. And it eats away at the unity that we should have as a nation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's why we have to fight so hard to root it out. We, yeah. that, that's why we have to fight so hard to, to push back against it. You retweeted the uh, headline, FBI investigating GOP Oklahoma officials caught on tape talking about lynching black people and murdering newspaper reporters. And you said, I'm just going to leave this right here. Not only should they resign, but criminal charges should be brought as well. Uh, and you just said, right, Republican chairwoman? I mean, <laughs> where are they yeah. on these these kind of stories? Yeah, on, well, you know, going, gee, wouldn't it be great if we could lynch black people again? I mean, you know, are, are we at a place where Republicans can't publicly <laughs> condemn that? No, pretty much. I mean, think about the Republican Party. This is a, a Putin-loving, book-banning, NRA-worshipping, women's right-attacking, uh, no-plan-having, law-enforcement-defunding party. Uh, and I can go on and on with the adjectives. This, this is, uh, it, it is almost like it is not a party. It's, uh, author- uh, it's authoritarianism uh, in, in its worst worst form that we see in the Republican Party. They kick people out of legislatures if they if you don't agree with them. Uh, you know, in Missouri, they're talking about defunding the public libraries. I mean, j- just think about these type of things. It's really, really sad to see where we are in this nation in terms of where the Republican Party is going. They seem a little bit like a hot mess over there on the, on the Republican side for the presidential. I mean, they've got, you know, I guess a front runner that is just as likely to be in prison, I, I would think or hope. They have, you know, Ron DeSantis. There's one story after another about donors, you know, pulling back, you know, because they don't. Uh, it, it, and by the way, I love that he's too extreme for them with his book bans and, you know, whatever <laughs> else he's doing. But I mean, I'm sure you've heard enough Democrats in disarray stories to go, wow, this really is a party in disarray. These Republicans, they don't know if they're Marjorie Taylor Greene or, you know, who their front runner is going to be. I mean, what, how do you assess what's happening over there? As I often say, the GOP clown show continues. I mean, it really is a clown show. And you know, from Trump and and all of the craziness surrounding him. Uh, DeSantis really does have a glass jaw, and I've been saying it from uh, day one, that this guy would not end up being one of the, even though the media tried to build him up as yeah. uh, the heir apparent, uh, I, I just don't see, there's no there there. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, I know them all too well, and I know that they're two big duds. Um, you know, and Mike Pence, and Mike spoken Pence as the son of South Carolina, yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, Mike Pence can't even say Donald Trump. So, you know, how the yes. hell are you going to beat somebody in a primary when you're too scared to even say their name? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really is a clown show. And in the end of the day, I think the American people are going to step back and they're going to look at who has actually delivered for us from the American Rescue Plan to the Inflation Reduction Act to bringing down the cost of prescription drugs to increasing manufacturing in this country. Uh, Joe Biden head over, uh, I mean, is far ahead of the field in terms of uh, actually doing real things for the American people. And by the way, thank you for standing up for our VP, who I think is fantastic, was just out here in L.A. speaking to the Women's March. You said she will continue to be a powerful voice in the Biden-Harris administration's fight to protect reproductive freedom. Um, You know, again, I just think there's, I don't know what a combination of sexism, racism, you know, that that in the coverage of the vice president. I think she's, you know, she just had a hugely successful overseas trip. You know, they, they, 
you know, worship her like a rock star when she was over in Africa. I mean, what... that's exactly right. Yeah. Stephanie. I mean, the, the VP has been amazing. He's broken more tie uh, votes in the Senate than any other VP in history. Uh, gotten meaningful legislation done, has been a champion for women's rights. Uh, she's been on fire when she went down to Tennessee. Uh, to uh, she, she was on fire in terms of uh, giving hope and, uh, and inspiration to families impacted by gun violence. Yeah. She has done so much. I mean, you think of the scrutiny that she has gotten when it is undue, uh, and think about the past vice presidents that we've had. Yeah. He had one vice president, Dick Cheney, who actually shot a man in the face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, just just remember that. And you can't. Uh, he had a shadow operation going on in the Bush administration. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this I, VP has been loyal and has been fighting for the American people, and she should get her due. And uh, and people should respect her and all the things that she's yeah. done. And accomplished. Chairman, I remember I was doing, I was hosting a Democratic Party event here in Los Angeles the day that happened with Dick Cheney, and I opened with a joke about it, and everyone's like, oh, Steph. And I'm like, no, Dick Cheney just shot someone in the face. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly right. You can't even remember what Mike Pence did as uh, vice right. president. Right. I mean, right. seriously, and I'm right. not being partisan. Right. I do not know what Mike Pence did as vice president. I remember the fly on his head during a debate, but that's yeah. all I can remember. I just remember I'm speaking. I am speaking now. That was Kamala Harris. It was fantastic. <laughs> I'm speaking. Um, all Rock goes all the way to the top. I just, your one last tweet of yours. Undisclosed luxury trips, real estate deals, yet no ethical guidelines, considerations, and consequences for the Supreme Court. The time to act is now. What do you mean by that? What, what should we do? Well, you know, listen, I, I was a young lawyer, and I think most young lawyers, my wife's a law professor, and one of the things when you go to law school, you get drilled in your head the the importance of legal ethics, the importance of, of being above reproach, you know, not having anybody question your motives when you are, you know, you're defending a, a client or working for a client or if you're a judge. Yeah. And to see what is going on in the Supreme Court, particularly with Clarence Thomas, it is mind blowing. I mean, and think about it. The Supreme Court is the top court of yeah. this of this nation. It is the model for how all other courts, how lawyers should uh, uh, act accordingly, how judges should act accordingly. And you have the things going on with Clarence Thomas that we see right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we expect that our public servants will follow the highest ethical conduct. And, and certainly these reports are beyond concerning. Yeah. So it's really up. I think the United States Senate needs to look into um, helping to because the Supreme Court uh, left to its own devices doesn't seem like it's coming up with what it needs to come up to police itself. So I think that falls on the legislature yeah. in order to come up with a certain code of conduct yeah. for how they should conduct themselves. Because right absolutely. now uh, it, it, it is a mess. It yep. is a hot. Mess. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Are, are we allowed to talk about the DNC yet? But we're excited about it. Oh, yes, yes. we can. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago. We're, We're coming. We're coming, Chicago. You know who would be a, the DNC chair would be a fantastic sexy liberal show, you know, celebrity guest is all I'm saying. We would pull the roof off Chicago if we could get that make that happen. Well, we'll we'll make that happen. Yes. Hey. Yeah. We'll make right. that happen. Chairman, thanks yeah. as always for time. Please come Thank back you. sooner. Thank you, Stephanie. All right. Thank there you. he goes. Okay, DNC chair. Jamie Harrison. Yay. Have you noticed that our side is awesome? Yeah. Side is awesome. Like we have a lot of rocking Congress people. Rocking.
For like from sure. the great state of Illinois. Oh, hi. Good morning, Representative Jan Schakowsky. Oh, good morning. Good morning, Steph. Look at you. Just popped up there. I loved your tweet. You said, how about we invest more in women's sports, pay women and men equally, address sexual harassment. I'm sending love to all those in the trans community. As the grandmother of a trans grandson, I'll always fight for inclusive policies. And thank you, because you have been fighting the good fight you know, with us for so long. And as you said, we were talking off air. You just said, this is just bullying. This is all this is. It, absolutely. You know, they did some polling and they found out that, uh, you know, some people are offended by the idea that trans girls are, are, are playing in sports. There's hardly any. We're talking about a tiny number of girls who, um, you know, want to want to play sports. And in the meantime, we are underfunding girls sports. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, most of the money when it comes to uh, funding for uh, athletics and sports, it goes to 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 the boys. I'm OK with boys, but we aren't funding um, and they, they get paid less when they are professionals. Um, it, that's where the discrimination is. But no, let's pick on the few girls who want to play sports yeah. and happen to be trans. It's disgusting. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Max is right, man. Well, yeah, and you, you know, you also said instead of focusing on some of our nation's most pressing issues like gun violence, mm-hmm. climate change, hunger, my Republican colleagues spent the week bullying trans kids. I mean, you're right. It, it, it I can't remember a couple of these red states they were talking about. You're right. It's literally one or two people, like one or two kids that they're bullying, that they're doing an entire piece of legislation for instead of the fact that, you know, as I was saying yesterday, uh, Representative, it is really the, the destruction of our children's childhood, the gun problem, isn't it? I mean, they are terrified. The number one cause of death in the United States of America for children right now, guns. Think of that. Yeah. yeah. That is the most dangerous thing, more than any other, any disease that, that children might get, it's guns. Um, just in, in, in my neighborhood, um, in right near Northwestern University, a, an 18-year-old was, uh, was, was shot and, and, and killed. It was really kind of a gunfight um, between teenagers, and they have access to, to guns. I also want to tell you, um, yesterday, my deputy chief of staff, her cousins, um, uh, who who were hosting another family um, were shot to death, oh. both families, by the son of the other family who had just been released from prison. I don't know how he got his gun. I, I don't I, I don't know what happened, but it's everywhere. It's everyone. And yeah. our children are particularly vulnerable and they're traumatized. They're afraid to go to school. Yeah. It is it's 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 ridiculous. We're the only country in the world that has this kind of uh, the the number of guns, more yeah. guns than people in the United States. Yeah, I don't. I'm curious too if you want to comment on the Fox News Dominion lawsuit because it, I was saying that at some point it seems like it's all one story. The uh, uh, you know 94 year old man that shot the the 16 year old uh, black uh, kid that came to his door by mistake. His grandson said he watched Fox News all day long. I mean, that's their business model is scaring old people, you know, a bit, to be afraid of brown people, basically. And we've had several stories just in the last few days of someone being in the wrong driveway around the wrong porch that had been shot. And, and it, it, it yeah, he was on. afraid. And you know what? 
part of what the gun industry wants to do is make you afraid. Be afraid. You better arm yourself because it could happen anytime. Someone could knock on your door. Someone could drive up to your driveway. They could kill you. They could attack you. Be ready. And so they watch it all day. And 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 then the the, the proliferation of guns, you better have yeah. a whole bunch of them in your house to make sure that you are safe. Yep. Let's that's talk the about message. and yep. that's how they sell their and that's that's their 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 model for how they sell more weapons. Yeah, exactly. You've been working on another issue close to my heart. I mentioned to you off air. My mom is a hundred and has Alzheimer's and is in a nursing home. And I say every time I'm there, thank you to the workers and you are doing the Lord's work. I mean, she is wheelchair bound. I can't get her to the bathroom by myself anymore. You have to ask for help. I mean, the work that they do, you just, they're caregivers. You've been calling for higher wages, safe staffing standards for nurses. Um, you just said, uh, you uh, you were talking about the quality of long-term care. In the, um, Far too many people are forced to enter nursing homes or placed on long wait lists because of chronic underinvestment in care workers. We must start paying a livable wage to caregivers who are predominantly women of color, and we must value unpaid family caregivers by offering compensation and acknowledgement of their contribution to society. I think that just says it all. I think, thank you for giving voice to people that, that often don't have a voice. You know, more than 200,000 people in nursing homes died during the pandemic, the single largest group. Care has to be improved. And it is not the fault of the workers all through the pandemic they suited up, went to the job, and yet the uh, uh, nursing home owners made more money during the uh, during the pandemic and cut and cut wages. These people do do God's work. They want to do these jobs. Yeah. And yet they themselves, what are they going to do when they get sick, when they get older? Yeah. Right now, how are they going to have a real living wage? And so we need to respect them. And so I have legislation that would actually make sure that there are staffing ratios so they don't have so many patients that they really can't take care of them. I am supporting an increase in the, in the wages for those for those workers. Yeah. And everyone in this country who finds themselves with a loved one or themselves in their nursing homes wants the best care and it is not provided. And that's because the money right now is going to big corporations, yeah. um, the, the, the people who have no real interest in nursing homes and the care that they give, they want to make a profit. Yeah. Most of that money comes from the American taxpayers, about 75 percent of the money that they get. That is that that goes to the the, the companies comes from the fe- comes yeah. from taxpayers. It's yeah. federal dollars. No, we, I, do, we have an obligation to you do are better. You speak in my language because we all the kids, you know, we pay extra to get extra help to come in because they're overstretched. There's too many residents. They don't have time to give your loved one, you know, all the specific care that they need. And so it's anyway. Thank you. Just close to my heart. Um, Let's talk about the uh, here we go again with the hostage crisis over the debt ceiling. Correct. Um, You said uh, you are a senior member on the budget committee. It, It just 
Kevin McCarthy, I don't want to say anymore about him being hostage to the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who once again just disgraced the, the floor of Congress this week in, uh, you know, multiple hearings, right? I, I, I don't... I, it's the body my dad served in, Congresswoman. I just can't. I her her, you know, with her. I, I don't even know where to start. Her name calling and her just ridiculousness. And that Kevin McCarthy is a hostage to people like that is just, you know, a tragedy, isn't it? Absolutely. The only the only way he was able to even get to be the Speaker of the House was to sell his soul to the worst of the worst among the uh, Republicans, um, the the most extreme extremists. Um, and, and so what we're seeing now is that he has started to lay out what does he want to do in order for the United States of America to pay its bills. We have to yeah. emphasize that this is money that has already been approved and spent. And now the, the uh, threat of shutting down the government, defaulting in paying our bills and what he has said is that he's going to cut things. He, you know, if, if we default, Social Security and Medicare recipients don't get their their checks. We see children and uh, and pregnant women not getting health care. I mean, uh, their nutrition programs, yeah. including their health care. Um, we we see that he is willing to sacrifice the most vulnerable of us in order to um stretch out the not paying, not paying the debts of the United States. Let's remember that during the Trump administration, three times in a row with no hullabaloo at all, he raised what they call the debt sailing. It makes it sound like yeah. we're going to spend more money. No, no, no. This is about paying the bills and this and the sacrificial lambs will be the people that need the money most. Yeah. And the two trillion dollar tax cuts for the rich are what, you know, put us in this situation in the first place. I loved you tweeted happy tax day to everyone except the billionaires and corporations who don't pay their fair pair, fair share. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it, we just I feel like we fair run this fair. play. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. You know, I, I was just going to say that in, in this country, there are three families that have as much wealth as the bottom half of the United, of people who live in the United States of America. Is that amazing? Yeah. Um, and, and so we have this income inequality, and yet it is uh, Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans that want to take more away from ordinary people and want to reward the wealthiest of Americans. This is a real problem that we have in, in, in our country. And Kevin McCarthy is leading the charge right now. Yeah. This is a very dangerous moment. Yep. Um, also, I, it's hard to underestimate what a scary moment this is for women in our country. And you have been such a strong voice for so long. You said the overturning of Roe unleashed a crisis for women's health nationwide. Now access to the most common abortion method is on the line. Uh, as you said today, I joined the pro-choice caucus to make clear access to reproductive health care, including medication abortion, is a human right. Um, and here we are on Friday waiting till, I don't know, to, is it midnight tonight that right. we find out whether, you know, a drug that's been approved for 23 years is still going to be available to women, right? Yes, we could hear that decision in uh, in Texas, which for the first time would be a decision on limiting abortion that would be national. Yeah. That would mean that methapristone, which has been proved safe, effective, 
it's uh it's it's not just for abortions women women that are having difficult uh, pregnancies um and you know dangerous pregnancies this is such an important uh, right, right that women should be able to, to to have that they that they want to to take away um I, I i just think that we're we have to keep fighting back fight 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 yeah because this is a fundamental issue for so many women i i always have said that you know roe v wade wasn't the beginning of uh women having abortions it was the end of women dying from abortions yeah and we are seeing that we are seeing that women are getting sick women are having their uh entire lives changed and women are dying because they don't have a, a right. And you know, this is uh, saying to the Food and Drug Administration that you don't have the right to decide whether or not a drug like methoprostone, yeah. which is the most um, used method of abortion in this country for 23 years, as you pointed out, yeah. that that um, you know, is no longer is the right of the experts to decide what is a safe medication yeah now it's going to be some politician that's going to decide whether or not it, yeah. or some judge who doesn't know medicine at all yeah it's unbelievable representative we love you because you always fight the good fight also you know that a point of personal inquiry is not a thing in a congressional <laughs> hearing we love you because you know yes, that it is not it yes. was pointed out <laughs> yes. Yes. but i have a point of personal inquiry and that is you know i don't want to put you in an awkward position but i'm just saying the sexy liberal uh will be at the dnc in chicago we got J jamie harrison to say he'll do it so i'm just saying would you make a i don't know would it be a three four time appearance at chicago sexy liberal for the dnc it was my favorite it was my favorite thing to do i love to do that i can't wait <laughs> all right um is the next one going to be at the convention i yes we will be in chicago for the uh dem for the DNC. Yeah, that's we will correct. Do a sexy liberal, and we will see you there. And uh, we can't wait to talk to you again. Thanks so much, Representative. Thanks so much. There okay. she goes, rocking, just rocking, just yep. rocking, yeah. rocking away. She's ours. Rocking. Rockin'.